0: Uh, Rob, good morning. It's too early in the morning
1: for that. Sorry, man. For sure. It's, it's way too early, Rob. Yeah.
0: I forgot you were calling it. That's how early it is. Oh, that is no, that's way too early. What's going on, man? You doing all right? Everything's good. Thanks. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Now, now we finally got the offseason to start, even though the cargo's been done for a month, we can see what's going to happen. Well, and what do you anticipate happening? Probably not as much as everybody
1: wants to happen. Mm. Oh, that's but,
0: those are so. I mean, wars. you know, don't. Well, I mean, I just look at their history. I mean, I, I know they're going to try to sign people, but it's all you know. It's we don't operate in a vacuum, you know, and Major League Baseball. So I mean, it's, they just have to. They're going to have to show that they're really willing to spend the money that they say they're going to spend. You do, know, do you? Gonna, if if they want one of the top free agent starting pitchers, they're going to have to get in a bidding war. And at some point, they're going to have to win one. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. That answers the the question. Then I was going to say, do
1: you put any credibility in what Mister Muscala said? We're, we're going to spend money.
0: I think they're going to try to spend money, but I don't know that they're going to spend more than the Yankees or the Dodgers or the you know Padres or any of those other clubs. So I, don't, you know, I think it's going to just come down to who. The, the money, I don't know that necessarily is going to be the difference. I think they will spend more money they've spent before. But I just think it's going to be one of those things that, you know, what, the, whoever they're trying to sign, will they want to come here? You know, what I mean, I was, is this a desired destination anymore for a free agent starting pitcher? And compared to what, compared to what other, you know, markets are going to be, you know, involved in the bidding. So I really don't know. It's hard to, predict. it's really hard to predict. I think they probably have a better chance. I will say this. I think they have a better chance than a lot of people think of getting the kid from Japan, Yamamoto.
1: And he is a big deal. As a matter of fact, on all Sounds the, like it, yeah. well, on, they have been listed as number two on all these, the scouting projects. Uh, Yoshin, Yoshinabu, I guess is how I pronounce
0: it, uh, Yamamoto,
1: kids, you know, from yeah. the,
0: uh, the Oryx. Yeah, he has, you know, the the Cardinals have an executive, Matt Slater, who has a working relationship with Oryx. He's had it for a long time as far as, like, he gets players over here to send over there and and vice versa, so he knows that club pretty well. He knows that personnel pretty well. So I think they have a little bit of an insight there maybe that some other clubs don't have. They also have the fact that he and and, uh, Mr. Yamamoto and Newbar became pretty good friends during the World Baseball Classic. In fact, Newbar and Aronado were over to Japan since the season ended to see him pitch and, you know, See him. So I'm sure there were some conversations about the Cardinals and stuff. So, and I think I, to me, some of these estimates about how much money the contract that he's going to get are off are a little high. I just don't see, you know, somebody paying $200 million to a pitcher like that, even though, you know, you see a little bit of him, but we we'll try to make that adjustment to the States. I mean, that to me would be a risk. So I think it's going to be more in the, you know, 125 million range myself and I think I think the Cardinals could do that so
1: we'll see Rob there's some speculation toward the end of the season that Blake Snell might be their primary objective what are your thoughts yeah
0: I, I don't see that one I, I don't see that to me to me if- they gotta if they don't get Yamamoto, I think I mean, they're going to kick the tires on Nola too. I mean, I, but I just I'd be surprised actually if Nola leaves Philadelphia. But to me, if they don't get Yamamoto or Nola, I they just don't see Snell being a fit. I think they'll go more of the Sunny Gray route. And I, the other thing I wouldn't be at all surprised by is if they don't get one of the top two or three free agent starters that they try to fill that spot through a trade. I could see that happening pretty easily too. Would you see
1: Jordan Montgomery as a possibility?
0: I think they'll have conversations again. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Montgomery's price got higher than they wanted to pay, you know, based on how well he pitched in the postseason. And the fact that a lot of people saw that and are going to try to, you know, be attractive to him. And, you know, he, I think he liked his time here. I think he was happy here. But I think this is going to be, you know, his shot to make money. So it'll have to depend on how close the Cardinals can get to what other, some of the other offers are. Rob, I see. You never, uh, the, you never know what you never. I'm one more thing of I'm saying you never know what these guys are thinking. The first thing they always say is it's not about the money, which means it's always about the money. <laughs> yeah, it's about the money. <laughs> Where are we Yeah, Rob, we're seeing this uh, PR campaign for Trevor Bauer. Uh, do you see him coming back, number one, and uh, any interest uh, by the Cardinals? Uh, DeWitt has gone on record before all this stuff was subtle and thrown out of court or whatever that uh, they had no interest in him. And I don't think any of that court results will change that. We'll see, but I, I'd be surprised. I think they'd have a very hard PR campaign to try to sell signing Trevor Bauer, especially based on the comments that DeWitt has made in the past. I would say that though, somebody will probably take a shot on him. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Rob, give me your assessment on the World Series. I enjoyed it. That was fun. Well, I was hoping, kind of hoping that Arizona would win, but, uh, I'm glad I had two new teams in there that you hadn't seen for a while. Mm-hmm. Glad the team won that hadn't hadn't been in it for a while. So it was it was it was good. I think the 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 problem is going to be if I had to look at it from purely a personal standpoint, is somebody's going to see the fact. Well, look, Texas spent you know 500 million dollars, and two years later they won the World Series. So somebody's going to try that again, and it doesn't always work that way. Oh no! Some of the bigger payroll. Well, Philadelphia has a
1: huge payroll going, and they flamed out down the stretch.
0: Okay. Yeah, we saw what happened with the Mets. We saw what happened with the Padres. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, the you know, I guess it comes down to this: you, you can spend a lot of money, but you better be wise about how you're spending it, and you better spend it on the guys that you you know think are you know going to help you win.
1: So, do you uh, do you know how the World Series resonated on TV? What the ratings were?
0: The only thing I saw was I thought it was Game One. I thought I thought I saw something for Game One that was lower than before, but to to me, those are always weird numbers because they're just they're just Trying to compare ratings in this generation is just so hard compared to the ratings of 20 or 30 years ago because of the way everything is documented now with, you know, streaming services and online stuff and on your phone or whatever. You know, there's so many other things. I just think there's ways, you know, you don't have three more channels anymore and you, you can't, you know, you have to get up to change the channel. You know, those kind of things make the ratings higher than they are now. Speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about the the,
1: the crumbling of uh, diamond sports and so forth. Now, in yeah. in the Cardinals' case, is their Bally's contract affected at all?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's affected in the sense that they, you know. Valleys is still under contract to do their games. So if the company were to go out of business, then they'd have to do something else, you know? But I mean, but I don't think they've had any, they've been able to keep their payments up. I don't think they're, they're in default or anything like that on the, on the payments to the Cardinals, from what I understand. I mean, I think they're still, you know, an active, viable partner, as far as I know. So I, I think their future is tied to more whatever the whole future of the whole company is, not specifically, you know, a problem in St. Louis. Like, I know they've had problems in some of the other smaller markets. Yeah, Arizona being one of them, and I think maybe
1: Detroit was one of them. But I think, I think San Diego was—I think San Diego was one of them too. San Diego as well. That can create an awful maelstrom uh, as far as Major League Baseball. Do you foresee them taking over the entire television project for all all thirty teams?
0: I think they would probably like to because mm-hmm. they would see a way to consolidate, you know, revenue streams and and marketing opportunities and things like that. But I don't know how you without the company going out of business I don't know how you break your contract I mean I think it was like a long 20 year Cardinals deal it was like a 20 year deal or something so I don't know how you would break that contract unless the company were to go out of business Um, you know the game the bottom line is that the games are always going to be available in some capacity how you get them and what channel they're on may change you may have to figure out a way to you know find them differently than you're used to finding them but they'll they're still going to make them available i mean there's still there's not going to be a time when the cardinal game is not available somehow broadcast somewhere for people to find it rob as far as the team
1: itself is concerned not the player roster necessarily but the the entire organization Mm -hmm. do you see any major changes coming up
0: one we've got to figure out is what Molina's going to do. I mean, they keep you know dropping hints that they've talked to him and he's interested in returning in some capacity, maybe as a full-time coach, maybe as like a consultant or an advisor or something like that. So I think that's, that's the thing we're kind of waiting on is to see how that how – that what, what what I think he's coming back to do something though what he's coming back exactly to do and how that affects the rest of the staff. I think we have to figure out. I think they're going to, I don't think there's necessarily going to be any major changes to the coaching staff, but I wouldn't be surprised if they fill a couple, they have a couple of spots, like secondary kind of assistant hitting coach and, a, you know, the one pitching, uh, whatever, I forget what they call what Dusty Blake's pitching strategist or something was his title before he became the pitching coach. They, they didn't refill that job. So they've got a couple of jobs they could fill on the staff you know, adding on to what they already have. Um, and then, as I say, what, whatever Yanni's going to do, that's, that's to me the two things that got to get figured out here, you know, probably fairly shortly. Who was the bench coach this year? Joe McEwing. Kay, would you so see? I, go, go ahead. I, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see Yadi being the bench coach, but then I, I think they would figure out something else for uh, for Joe. I don't think he'll be out of a job. I think they'll have some other kind of way they can use him if, if in fact, that's the job that Yadi wants. Speaking of bench coaches, a
1: former Cardinals bench coach is considered to be a, a high choice for managerial. Can you elaborate on that at all? That would be on San, What's Di- going? San Diego. Shilt? Mm-hmm. Shilt. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Well, former manager, not just a bench coach. Well, yeah, yeah, but he was a a bench coach at one time. But anyway, be that as it
0: may. Yeah, no, I think he's, from what I understand, he's one of the, if they fill the job internally, which is what seems like everybody seems that things is going to happen, it's either he's one of two guys that are under consideration. I don't think they've interviewed anybody else on the current staff or they've interviewed him. It was more than just a cursory, you know, uh, interview. I think. I think he's got a pretty good shot at getting that job, and I think it would be great. I'd love to see him get it. So, it seems like the names I've heard that they've interviewed from outside don't do anything to excite me either. So, I mean, I think he does have a pretty good relationship with A.J. Prowler, who's the GM out there. And, and uh, what, uh, you know, they've seen what has happened, happened to that team in the last couple of years that he's worked for them both in, you know, in uniform and not in uniform. So, I think he would understand what he's walking into. So, I, I, We'll hope that gets resolved here in the next week or so. It'll be interesting because the GM meetings start Monday in Arizona, and so I don't know if there'll be any personal decisions like that made, you know, by teams while they're out there or they're going to wait till they all get back home. So it may still be another week or two before we get some of those, some of those, uh, you know, things start to happen. And if teams are waiting for counsel to make up his mind about where he's going to go before, uh, before they move on to their second choice, so. But I, I think he's got a pretty good shot, to answer your question. From your dealing with him, would he do a good job with the Padres? Oh, he's ter- yeah, he's terrific. I, I really—I still can't believe that the Cardinals fired him for what they fired him for. I mean, it was just totally—I don't know. I mean, it was a control. It was a matter of control. It was a matter of, of you know, uh, over you know probably overstepping your authority a little bit and, and uh, you know, making a couple of mistakes that you probably shouldn't have made in retrospect. But, you know, it's, he—, he Was not the way his position was handled here was not was not right in my opinion. Rob, with all the minor league players the Cardinals got during the trade uh, deadline this this year, are there any ones any of those that you think are uh, not going to get traded by the Cardinals? Do you think uh, somebody uh, you know somebody that uh, maybe the Cardinals hold on to and and look for down the road as a major league player? I like the two kids they got from Arizona, Roby and, and Zagasy. I think those guys are both. to get I don't know exactly how you really pronounce it, but you guys saw him, you know, both of those guys in Springfield toward the end of the season too. And I, I saw Roby out in Arizona a couple of weeks ago and, and i talked to the Zagasy too. So I think I think they're very high on both of those guys. I think they're both, you know, probably now in the top five, top six prospects in the organization. So I don't see they have any plans to move on from either one of those guys um, unless it were to be just a really – tremendous blockbuster kind of deal. So um, the other guys, I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I think they could manage to come up in conversations. It all depends on what, what they, what they're interested in moving. I mean, I don't know that they're the kind of guys who would, you know, move the needle as far as other clubs are concerned in trading. I think uh, there are players on the major league level of the Cardinals that other teams probably would have more interest in if they talked in trades. Where
1: would you put Ruby and J.C. at the start of next season?
0: I would think that the would uh, so would definitely be in Memphis if he, unless he does, earns a spot on the big league club, and that might be determined by whatever other moves the Cardinals mm-hmm. make. You know, over the over the winter, Roby probably would go might go back to Springfield to start the year simply because he didn't get that many innings in this season. So I could see him doing that. Or again, it depends on who where who's in the big leagues, who's at Memphis, you know, it's mean, all a trickle-down effect of, of whatever moves they make over the over the course of the winter. Now,
1: when you were down here, you saw J.C. play, what,
0: what were your impressions of him? I think he was a really good player. Yeah. I liked him a lot. I, you know, I had some scouts somewhere, they were really surprised Texas traded him. So I think that, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think they got a kid that they can really, you know, kind of hope for, you know, he plays a lot of different positions, hits well, you know, I mean, he's a hustle kind of guy. I think he's, I think he's a. I think he's the real
1: deal. I'm not sure Texas had any choice if they wanted Jordan Montgomery, which they obviously did. That's that's a pretty, pretty good organization. Bit, yeah.
0: yeah, that's true. And I mean, they had and they had. A, I can see the Roby being in the deal because they had a couple other young pitchers that they like. Probably might be ranked a little bit ahead of them. The injury probably set him back a little bit this year, but still, those kids were 21 for most of this season. So, you know, be 21, having success at you W. Know, what? You know, MVP of the Texas League, the 21-year-old is pretty good. Is pretty fa- and,
1: and and didn't even play, uh, what, half a season with the with the Frisco Rough Riders and then half a season and a quarter of a season up here. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's an altogether different situation. Rob, let's talk very quickly about where now, That be candid, everything being equal and some deals mm-hmm. that might or might not happen. Where do you see the Cardinals next year? I'll tell you both. In well, S- in St. Louis, I see. I see in St. Louis. He, I he, love you know, that. You're Dave, <laughs> kick kicker who have not changed. your still
0: yeah, I can't get. It. <laughs> that was too easy set up, Sorry. Um, Taking advantage of no, the old I, man like that. Come on. <laughs> I think. I think that. I, mean, I think they'll be better. I mean, depending again. You kind of. You have to look into the crystal ball and say who's who's here and who's not here. You know, but if they if they can, you know, add a pitcher or two, and I think it, you know, some of the other guys rebounding or forget the outfield situation and figure it out about who gets to play and who moves on somewhere else. I think they can me certainly be better than they were a year ago. I don't know that I'd rank them was the favorite in the National League. I don't know that they can go from you know seventy one wins to ninety wins, but I think they're certainly a better will be better than they were this year. I, I think this year was a you know um, outlier for a lot of reasons: the injuries, the bad start, the you know bad, you know bad pitching stuff. I mean, I, I just think there's there even without making him. Major move, I think they'll be better than they were King, this year.
1: There's the prediction. Are you coming down here at all during the off season?
0: I don't know yet. We're going to Florida in here in a couple of weeks for a little vacation, but then after that, I'm not sure what's going on. What a shame. Going down to Florida, come on. <laughs> hey, it's a so loss. Sorry, got to do it. I got gotcha.
1: you. I got gotcha. you. Hey, Rob, as always, many, many thanks for visiting with us. Anytime, guys. Take care. Rob Rains visiting with us from up in St. Louis, of course, and just an absolutely outstanding Sports writer, mostly on baseball, but he, he can do some, many other things too.
0: And indeed has proven that on many occasions. We'll take a quick time out here on the